0: It's a Tuesday evening. This is 97.3 City FM and ready or not, we are here to have some technology conversations. You're welcome to City Trends. My name is Philip Pashon, and City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. How may we help you? And of course, by ZPay, freedom to choose, express and transact. Dial star two seven zero hash right now. On the show today, we have a pretty packed show. Firstly, we are asking a pretty touchy subject. A subject that, you know, some people don't feel very comfortable having. But then I think it's important that we have. We are here in Ghana and we hear all these chats and this chatter about AI and artificial intelligence and everything. And there are so many initiatives that are popping up. People are doing this and people are doing that in that corner. So much is going on. But then, how much of these initiatives or how inclusive... Um, are these initiatives when it you know when you consider what is happening in sub-saharan africa how inclusive are artificial intelligence initiatives in sub africa are they really considering you know the people within this ecosystem within the countries within the sub-saharan african um space are they is it really that inclusive or is just someone coming up with a bunch of ideas and literally dumping it on us and we getting over excited because hey it is brand new artificial intelligence fancy stuff well we'll be delving into that My um, guest in the studio um kofi boa um, he is a graduate student at the University of Alberta. He'll be, he has done some research in the area and he'll be sharing his research findings with us. We also, of course, will be bringing you um, our regular segments on the show. We have the app segment on the show. We have the trending segment, of course. And we have our brand new one with our lawyers where we try to understand, you know, the the meeting points or the symmetry between the law and tech and everything else we also have your tech coming up on the show so it's a pretty packed show um you can get in touch with us with your thoughts and your comments on our 0549-986-996 the number once again is 0549-986-996 alternatively you can reach us on twitter um using the hashtag city trend that is c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s So if you're ready, well, let's get the conversation rolling. And so basically in sub-saharan africa artificial intelligence is the you know the new fancy thing everybody wants to get into the whole artificial intelligence thing it's an emerging technological innovation that is taking dominance in both national development discourse and everything else however technology has been a significant factor in creating more social inequalities and widening the inclusion gaps um, that we we hope to see well There is a study, actually, by um, Kofi Ewa, who is a Ghanaian, who is currently a graduate student at the University of Alberta, and he's put this study together, which focuses on how AI initiatives or artificial intelligence initiatives are inclusive in sub-Saharan Africa. Now, he basically explores a number of things, um, and he's joining us on the show today to shed some light on these findings kofi thank you so much for joining us on the show thank you for making time to share some of this knowledge with us how how is um how is
1: school i think there's really a bit of opportunity and greetings to your distinguished listeners um how is school that's a very interesting question Um, school school has been good and challenging as so, well. Um, I'm happy to say that I finished uh, my graduate program um, not long ago, a few days ago actually, got the final confirmation. So, hey,
2: I'm now a, a graduate. So <laughs> <laughs> you are that's, a graduate indeed.
0: <laughs> I mean, you you are doing fantastic work. Before you went to school, we can't wait for you to come over and share some of that knowledge. And I believe this is one of the first. Um, Bits of knowledge you'll be sharing with us, some of the work that you've been doing in school. So basically, um, tell us what exactly, for the uninitiated, of course, what exactly is artificial intelligence and what are the various ways it manifests, you know, in our our daily lives or how, you know, how do we express, you know, artificial intelligence in mm-hmm. our everyday life if you can just throw some light on that before we get into the deeper issues of um, um how inclusive Af- sub-saharan africa is in terms of the development and growth of artificial intelligence
1: yeah thank you thank you for once again i think i think there's a really good question to set the to set the ground um so when you look at artificial intelligence and the reason why it has become you know uh, globally um globally noisy in, in quote is that artificial intelligence um, it's a group of it's a group of other uh, technologies you know that uses more of a, like a higher intelligence right um, um, to work and so it's sort of even to the sense mimic human intelligence of of, of sense of touch you know be able to predict some things that um, other technologies will not be able to do so for instance um, we, we have all heard about, um, you know, autonomous cars, like, you know, the Tesla and all that. I mean, how how is Tesla able to, Tesla car is able to detect that, oh, there is a certain accident or human being ahead of us. And so we need to, we need to put a stop, right? It is able to do that because of the artificial intelligence um, technology that is invited into that. So that is the beauty of artificial intelligence. But I just want to also touch on something that you raised, which is really interesting that there has been a lot of um, concerns about AI, which is artificial intelligence. Uh, but, and, and a lot of people are concerned about, you know, loss of jobs, um, what I'm going to take, you know, over the world, and I'm going to be a politic and all that, right? So there's been a lot of concerns. Um, To some extent, it's true, but to some extent, too, it's not, right? It's all about how do we make sure that um, artificial intelligence benefits uh, is mainstreamed across across everyone, right? So that everyone gets to benefit out of that and not just some few people. Well,
2: I
0: mean, one of the key debates sometimes is in the development of all these technologies, there's often a sidelining of people of sometimes african and asian or you know whichever um lineages so Mm -hmm. typically what you find is you know a lot of the research or a lot of the data that goes into designing a lot of these artificial intelligence platforms or systems Mm -hmm. are not necessarily what's the best word to use are not necessarily um inclusive Of people of african and asian and you know other um you know um upbringings or you know orientations so i'm just wondering from from some of your research as well what what is your sense with regards to that do you find that to be very prominent or is that something that is everybody's figment? you know is someone's figment of their imagination whatever
1: No, Philip, I think you raise raised a very important question. And, and this is something that has been uh, on global discussion regarding um, artificial intelligence use and how equitable that is, um, you know, for, for that to be represented across board. Right. And based on my on my findings and my study, it was quite evident that um, artificial intelligence, for instance, when you look at even the dominance, I mean, regions that are dominated with artificial intelligence is not America, Europe. And now we see a bit of um, Asia because of China's um, um, China's current, you know, uh, force in, in trying to push and leading that artificial intelligence um, ecosystem. When you come to Africa, it is quite um, <clears throat> insignificant, I would say. And so, oftentimes, those regions that are dominating North America, Europe would always develop data sets. Um, that favors them, right. And at the end of the day, because they also, they are in, in what they call the AI race. Um, meaning that they want to be able to dominate the AI ecosystem in terms of capital markets globally and say that, Oh, I'm the first, right. And that's something that is currently happening between the U S and then China. But because of that race and because of the extension of their market, when they bring that AI technology in say, Sub-Saharan Africa or in that African continent, where we haven't prepared enough um in terms of policy in terms of data protection in terms of um, developing our own data sets and data centers we haven't prepared enough and so when they bring these things to us it's not representative of our culture it's not representative of of our behavior right and so it tends to look at things different way it doesn't it doesn't reflect our needs right and so you raise a very legitimate question and observation this is something that is really uh, on top of this, and 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 even to add that, even in the US or in the Northern America, there's a question about you know why is it that this AI, for so for instance, facial recognition uh, is able to you know detect blacks and say oh sorry it's not able to detect black because oftentimes the developers that develop these AI technologies are not blacks, right? They are not. And so how do you how how does that how do blacks fit in? Because at the end of the day, those AI technologies will be mainstreamed across everyone anybody's going to use it right yeah so these are some of the questions that i think um i was looking at
0: yeah but so kofi i mean i'm in a bit of a fix here because if Uh we do have you know technologists who are of african descent you know, who are also building things. So how come this gap exists in the first place? Because I'm guessing that they are part of the development teams, you know, the design teams and things like that. But then how come we get to this point where all these technologies, all these advancements in artificial intelligence have happened, and yet there seems to still be that widening gap? Why? What what do you think is causing it?
1: I mean... Philip, it was one of my research questions, right? To understand why, um, you know, there's that gap, even though AI seems to be improving a lot in, in in our part of the world, because if you look at Africa now, there's a huge investment happening in terms of AI. We have Microsoft investing heavily uh, in countries like Kenya. You have IBM already established in Kenya. And then South Africa, we have Google AI Research Center based in Accra, Ghana, serving the whole of Africa, right? So you would expect a certain Equitability, uh, right, between uh, in terms of representation, in terms of serving local markets and all that. But one thing that I realized from my findings based on the responses I got from my participants is that most of these local partnerships that happen, especially with big technology companies that are already in sub Saharan Africa, the partnership focus isn't mostly on innovating for the local market. The partnership focus is often to innovate for the global market because that is the focus of the bigger organizations right the the big tech firms but can you blame them right you can't blame them right the real and 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 you can't blame them and and i'm actually surprised saying that because i've been on your show before and and i've been bashing them a bit
0: (laughs) exactly you know and i mean the thing is a lot of these technology companies i mean you really like you said you can't blame them the consideration is sometimes you know in favor of the profit margins than anything else and so for example if i'm going to invest in a company or in a country where the returns are not that much really why should i bother committing so many resources to developing absolutely the ai that is skewed for a market that necessarily won't bring me that many returns and i mean it's a absolutely. legitimate question to ask but it also then leaves yeah. us in a bit of a quagmire because majority of the people who are going to be using these technologies later on have no idea uh-huh. about all these advancements in technology and it what it means is yeah. that a lot of them are getting more and more marginalized by the day
1: absolutely Absolutely. I mean, that's a perfect um, explanation for that. You know what? One, one of my participants who uh, works with um, uh, a global organization, uh, of course, we all know IBM, right? Uh, one of the researchers told me that, you know what? Um, we, we want to innovate for the marginalized groups. We want to. It's our intention, right? It's not that I say we, we don't want to. We want to, but the problem is that it is costly to innovate for the marginalized groups. Why is it costly? Imagine innovating, say, an app, uh, an educational app, you know, for students who are currently um, home because of the COVID, right? You are innovating on such platforms such as smartphones, uh, people living in communities with access to Internet, access to electricity, right? Because it's easier to innovate for these people because the resources are already available. If you're going to innovate for uh, people living in, say, a very remote communities in Ghana or in, in some part of Africa, you can't use the same kind of innovation uh, for them. You have to innovate differently. And innovating differently comes at an extra cost. And no profitable business would want to do that at an extra cost when especially the returns wouldn't be the same, right? That is why it is often advisable that. And, and these are some of the things that, you know, were, were shared by, by some of the participants. And these are some of the reasons why I would actually advocate that, because we, I would advocate that there is a need to empower local AI innovators. But right? because they have they are already in the communities, and so their attention and intention to innovate is actually to solve these local problems. Because if you take, for instance, one of my participants uh, who leads um, Meno Health uh, Ghana, who's an AI lab in, in Ghana, right? So if you look at this organization, their focus is on identifying, how do we solve malaria problem using AI technology? Right? So it's already, it's already, um, part of their plan. Right. But one other thing that also I realize is that, um, the African continent itself is marginalized. <laughs> the continent itself is marginalized against the North Americans. And so most of the big tech companies like IBM, Google, Facebook, they innovate to bridge that gap between the African continent and then the and then the, um, the Europeans and then the North Americans. But then oftentimes, within the African context, there's a huge gap that hasn't been filled. And so you find many people not being able to access and make use of all these AI technologies. So it's funny, one, one statement that was made was, you might think that AI is booming in Africa, but it's only few people that are actually enjoying it.
0: And that is the sad reality. So, I mean, we know this. We see this in parts. It's obviously a multifaceted problem that needs to be tackled, you know, aggressively, especially since we are looking at carrying as many people along in terms of the technology education and the technology inclusion. From where you sit and from your research and from your readings, how do we bridge this very clear and obvious gap?
1: This is a multi-million dollar question, and um, (laughs) it's a a tough question, but a very important one. Um, So as part of my research, I I was privileged to have um, discussions with um, organisation research uh, managers from, say, a worldwide organization, one of the most prominent organizations that advocate for digital inclusion. And one of the suggestions is that oftentimes uh, when they go for policy discussions around digital innovation, right, or technological innovation, which that's where it's supposed to start from. We have to look at a, a comprehensive um, policy that covers AI in particular, right, especially in this context. And um, they, the, one of the things that they said is that oftentimes when you go for the consultate, consultation meetings, you don't find civil society organizations there, and they are supposed to represent the marginalized groups. And it's not that they have intentionally decided not to be part, but they are oftentimes not invited to be part, right? You would find oftentimes the lawyers of the big tech companies representing, but you find no um, journalist, you find no um, local entrepreneur, you have you find like no one present, right? So that is where we need to start from. We need to have a very comprehensive um AI policy that covers, because if you look at North America, Asia, and almost all the major countries leading AI dominance now, if you look at uh, Japan, if you look at Canada, if you look at Singapore, if you look at the US, UK, they all have AI, sorry, national AI strategies in place. I have been fortunate to be part of some of the consultation meetings happening here in Canada, and you will be amazed at how Um, how, you know, they they organize some of these things and the kind of people they add to the group, you know, to make it more inclusive. So that's where it starts from, right? So because you have a national policy that covers AI and it is inclusive itself, any organization or big term that comes into your region has to work with that. So it teases out its policies and whatever from that national one. And before it can't be able to work and make it more inclusive other than that if you leave it to the big tech, sorry big tech companies uh to work and make it more inclusive trust me you we you know what's going to happen and <laughs> that's never going to happen right <laughs>
0: that 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 is indeed fair well, i mean clearly it means the the path is not very clear in terms of i mean i think we have a good sense of what needs to be done it's just something needs to be put in place and it's clear that there needs to be some level of government involvement in terms of laying out what the yes. big agenda is and then everybody else yes. plugs in from there. I'm guessing that would probably be the best way for us to move forward
1: absolutely absolutely mm. and one addition one addition is that um, even you know beyond beyond the government uh, involvement I think that AI um, organizations or initiatives have to now restructure Um, their business um, mission and vision, right? It has to be structured on inclusivity, right? It has to be structured in such a way that inclusivity is part of their impact measurement. Because what I realized from my study is that most of the organizations I interviewed, when you ask of their impact assessment, except for the local uh, AI uh, companies, except for them, the others don't have the uh, inclusive part of of, of the indicator as, as you know, as part of their sorry, as part of their impact uh, indicator. So what it means is that they are not able to say that oh, um, we were able to innovate for communities with uh, low resources, and we, we are really proud of that, right? It's not part of their impact indicators, but oftentimes they do it as a social good, as a corporate social responsibility. So it's like an afterthought, right? So, but if you have an organization that is structured on inclusivity, for instance, when you take IBM like this, IBM's um, goal or whole business is structured on diversity, right? So, you you would hardly find um, all white folks in IBM. It's multicultural. So, taking that example and making it more inclusive, you will know that every innovation that happens cannot happen without looking through the lens of, oh, is this inclusive enough? You know, who are we serving Are the... Marginalized, low incomes, um, uh, informal entrepreneurs—are they? This innovation you know, in affect them. How do we? How do we go about it? That conversation doesn't often happen.
0: Right. And of course, those are the conversations that need to start happening. Um, and and um, Kofi, thank you so much for sharing um, these these thoughts with us. It's clear, you know, what needs to be done, and it looks like there are enough people down here who can also start up. Um, a very rigorous um, conversation to make all of this possible. Thank you so much, Kofi, for making time um, to join us for this conversation. And there's a message from Rex Forsen. He says, great show. Thanks, Kofi Ashon, for putting our own Kofi Emeritus. And that's Kofi's Twitter handle on the show. Insightful discussion, full support from all students of Swiss, Suedro International School. Um, Rexford <laughs> Forsen, thumbs up, Kofi. Hashtag City Trends. So obviously, quite a number of people are waiting for you to come home. So, you know, we get we get this gospel um, being preached further. Thank you so much, Kofi, for joining us on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Philip. Absolutely. Thank you,
1: Philip. I really appreciate this.
0: And now it's time for gigbytes. This is your bite-sized um, peek into the interesting intersections of tech, innovation, business, and law. I wonder what the lawyers have for us this week.
3: Thank you, Philip. Let's talk money this week. So we're going to be talking about your mobile money account. Under the Payment Systems and Services Act of Ghana... An account that has had no registered activity for at least 12 months is considered a dormant account. Now in Ghana, a dormant number, mobile number, may be reassigned to another person. So what happens to the money in your mobile money account if your account has been dormant? Does the money transfer to the new user of the number? Before you get excited and go invest in a SIM card as part of a game of chance, please listen to this. The Payment Systems and Services Act of Ghana requires the e-money issuer to pay the money from a dormant account into a bank designated by the BOG to be invested for three years. The interest on this money is split three ways. 10% to the e-money issuer, another 10% to the bank, and 80% to the principal. After the three years, the money is transferred to the Bank of Ghana if no claim has been made within that period but not before the e-money issuer gives you notice through an SMS one month before the dormancy peaks. So what happens if no one ever claims it? Maybe you should update your next of king with your network service provider. For more information, you can follow us at gigbytes 8 on Twitter. That is b y t e s figure 8 on Twitter and the GigBytes thread at the A-Geeks at Law on LinkedIn
0: the eight gigs at law. It doesn't get any better than that. Let's move on now to the app segment of the show and Jeffrey Rekusapong joins us with um, a learning app. I'm not sure what exactly it's about. He has all the details. Jeffrey.
4: Um, good evening to you and to your listeners, Philip. Um, so tonight, the app is just simple, LinkedIn Learning. So we all know LinkedIn, mm-hmm. the platform yes. for business. business stuff. Right. So, they have this platform for learning basically technical stuff. Okay. Business management, building websites, oh. learning how to use Excel, those kind of technical stuff that you need in business. Hmm. It's on Android. Is it free? Mm-hmm. Just that some of the courses are not... I mean... Yeah. If... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to pay school if, yeah, to get be access event to... Event management and
0: things like that. Of yeah, course, you have to pay yeah. something. But it's... It's it's a separate app from the yes. LinkedIn app. Yes. Okay, and it's LinkedIn Learning. Yes. Right. Available
4: Android and iOS. iOS.
0: This is interesting. So LinkedIn learn, Learning. Yeah. Um, let me actually even look for it. Um, listeners, please check it out. Um, especially those of you who, um, are looking to learn something else apart from your nine, your eight to five. This is something that you can do in your spare time it will be on your phone you can take lunch time
4: lunch time when you're in the trotto going home Mm. and it's basically a lot of videos right from these experts so what you do then is that you when you're free you're in a car going home or something you just be watching you have your earphones on you listen as you go whatever you want to do
0: I've actually found it. Uh It looks pretty neat, actually. It is neat. Um, Discover recommended courses. You can watch content from experts. Mm -hmm. Download to learn offline. Mm -hmm. You can... Oh, certificates on LinkedIn. You can showcase your certificates from learning on you LinkedIn. have to pay for that one. Oh, it's okay. That one. It, <laughs> the things that we end up paying in some of the places that we call our schools. And um, you can discuss with other learners. You yeah. can share learning with others. You can explore. They are very extensive. Like when, I mean, of course, LinkedIn has a very solid track record. Yes. You know, um, in terms of building, you know, businesses and building people within their professional spaces mm. so i'm guessing this is something to to go for linkedin learning online courses to learn skills please check it out and let's know um you know what your thoughts are but then, if you're out there and you have an app that you want us to check out please jeffrey has some information for you
4: yes um get in touch with me if you're on twitter my handle is oj sapon oj just get in touch with me uh send me a dm my dm is always open So you can just send me a DM right now or whenever, and we will talk.
0: It's now time for us to talk about money again. um, The GigBytes team talked about money, but hey, sometimes... Money is good. So let's talk a bit more about a lot more money. For example, how you can move money easily from one mobile money wallet into another mobile money wallet without sweating it. How you can easily basically move money from, someone can send you money from outside straight into Ghana without necessarily having to think too much about the process. How you, like, look, it's it's a money conversation, and um, we are so proud to have um, our, our, one of our sponsors in the studio to talk to us about that. Especially um, with everything that has happened with COVID and all of that, it's very clear that you know mobile money and the whole mobile money system and setup is 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 more crucial now than ever. It's bringing more and more people into the financial you know system and the sector, and you need to know what your options are. And quite frankly, they are very few options that are trustworthy out there and so we feel that ZPA is one of those very trustworthy options so there was something that happened today um, earlier today um, I couldn't go I hear they had a lot of fun and um so I'm just going to ask the lady in the studio to tell me exactly what happened um and why did she didn't bring me the item 13 as well. Um didi, free a Kwashi is a commercial head at ZP Ghana. She is smiling obviously. When things go well for you, you should be smiling. Um <laughs> didi, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank um you. so what exactly happened today? Oh, I hear yes. you guys were busy. What were you up to?
5: Absolutely. Thank you, Philip, um, for having us this evening. Um, Today was an exciting day for ZPay, especially because we opened our first concept store in Kaswa. What was that? A concept store essentially is a, is a shop or a, a location where your customers can go in and have a sense or general feeling of um, the services that you render. Hmm. But then it creates a certain lifestyle. So it doesn't take them away from, you know, usually typically when you're used to um, a certain product and you go into a shop, hmm. you, you're not necessarily yourself because the shop has several other Um, products in there Hmm. but then you want to create or simulate the environment that the customer gets in there and everything in there is about the product and it's exciting and so you have a lifestyle whilst you're in the shop really that's what it is Hmm. you should come by
0: well i i i know andrew won't allow me not to come by but i mean what what does that mean in terms of you know the zp Business. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a concept store. It's great, but what does that mean in terms of where ZPay is headed? Especially considering where you've come from as well.
5: So ZPay has always considered itself, um, apart from being a customer-facing brand, we've always considered ourselves as um, a solutions-driven brand. Right. And so, if you came into that concept store, it's solutions you're finding. You know, it's a one-stop shop for everything that you're looking for. Mm. And what that means for the brand is growth. It means um, uh, customer relation, you know. The customer is not too far away from you, and we're taking the shop close to the customer. Mm. So that customer can walk into a kiosk. But then here's a concept store where they can do everything, almost anything Mm. in there. Mm. They can live their lives Pretty, much whilst, the life, basically. Life pretty mm. much whilst they are in there, the financial life pretty much whilst they are in there, and do several other things as well. They can browse, they can, you know, charge their phones if they are in there. Life must not stop whilst in there. Hmm.
0: <laughs> do you serve lunch in there as well by any chance? Coming up or soon. Or you can, you can order lunch and pay via it, it works. I mean, ZPay you know, has, has has been quite busy, mm-hmm. we have to say, to be fair. Yeah. You guys have been very, very busy. Um, tell us tell us about how busy you guys have been and what you guys have been up to.
5: Well, I don't know if you've known us for about six years no, now. No, a
0: little too long.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, ZPay has been in the remittance space for so long, um, serving customers, remittance, or traditional money transfer operators over the years, um, facilitating essentially remittance directly into mobile wallets. It's been exciting, we've seen growth. Um, We went into that field because we wanted to provide that support to the the industry. But more importantly, um, financial inclusion, um, supporting financial inclusion, and especially um, playing the role of supporting the government even, or the, the nation with um, the SDGs, SDG three especially, which is um, which aims at reducing the cost of of remittances or of, of um, transferring monies. You know, hmm. so that is what we have um, focused hmm. on over the years. And then recently this year, we have gone into mobile money hmm. because we want to complete the cycle to the last mile. Right. So we're receiving the funds from offshore from the send side. Which is the first mile, and then we want to be able to terminate directly into mobile wallets, wow. but this time of of course into our own mobile wallets, yeah. making it even more easier for for our customers, our existing clients. And talking about
0: talking about those existing clients, can you mm-hmm. give us a sense of the number of subscribers possibly who are hooked on to the ZP gospel.
5: Okay. So, I can take it from the remittance angle and mm. I can take it from the mobile money angle. Please.
0: <laughs> Whichever
2: angle, I'm, I'm good.
5: So, for remittances, we've done well over 1 million um, clients. Wow. And for mobile money, of course, given that we started in um, July of this year, we've got a hundred 100,000, a little over 100,000 wow. um, subscribers already. Wow with of course that's a lot of
0: transactions happening
5: exactly would you like to you know,
0: <laughs> tell us about the transactions you want me to a little you know my,
5: the secrets are happening oh yes,
0: small press, eh? small just give us a hint of what's going on
5: okay i will um so as at august um end of august this year we've done about two hundred and thirty thousand transactions already wow. wow. in total actually about two hundred and fifty thousand transactions already wow. in total wow yes and it's growing i mean month on month growth exponentially has been about we started in july so we did about maybe some point one percent in Mm. the first month and then by the second month we had done three percent wow
0: and i'm guessing all of this is possible because of the partnerships that you have on the ground exactly the
5: ever-growing partnerships Mm. that we don't stop you know like you said we've been working hard we don't stop working hard we love to work hard and we like to play hard so for us it's work, 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 but work not out of a vacuum. Hmm. Work, um, creating financial inclusion, like I said. Work, um, supporting supporting the nation, supporting the economy, and ensuring that at the end of the day, customers are essentially excited about the products that we sell.
0: So, if someone wants to get onto E-Pay, ZPay, what exactly are they going to get? Like,
2: Why, why should they be on ZPay?
5: Well, first of all, you get the convenience of a 360 product, let me put it that way. Right. Like I said, apart from remittances, I mean, remittances speaks to not just international remittances, but also domestic remittances. Right. So, to be able to move your money in and out wherever you want it, essentially for payments, you're able to do that. For... um. Uh, Other services, you know, bill payments for airtime purchases, whatever purchases that you need to do. That's essentially what everybody uses money for. And then even if you want to save, you know, you have that flexibility and the freedom. That's why we call the brand the Freedom Brand. Mm. So you have that flexibility and the freedom and the convenience to do it anywhere, at any time, however you want to do it. And the prizes are quite com- competitive. I mean,
0: considering how workaholic people are mm-hmm. and playing as well very hard, mm-hmm. like I'm even afraid to ask. Well, what does the rest of the, the year look like? I mean, if by now in August after COVID we are doing concept shops, are we going to have a concert <laughs> by the closer? <laughs> year? What 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 is the rest of the year? like? Well, the
5: like? rest of the year looks like more products. Right. Um, Today, we have a USSD platform out. Look out for an app. Look out for an app to serve all um, facets of the economy. Look out for an app to serve businesses, an app to serve individuals, to serve agents, to serve merchants. Think of it. Anything you can think of, look out for it. And um, beyond that, look out for more partnerships with DBA. We're partnering with the banks. We're partnering with um, aggregators. So we want to project ourselves as the front end for interoperability in Ghana. Wow. Not trying to take the place of, you know, the switch in the nation, Hmm. but wanting to be that front end that facilitates interoperability
0: across the nation. Kudos to you. Thank you. kudos to you i mean we can only wish you all the very best i mean you've mm-hmm. come we've, you've come this far you've put in all this work mm-hmm. it can only get better from here mm-hmm. any final words before you take leave of us though
5: um what i'll say to everybody is just start 2 seven down 270 hash to get onto the zpay platform register with your necessary documents your id card become a zpay member and experience freedom that's all that's all. Yeah, that's
0: the freedom very simple this is the freedom you're talking about <laughs>
2: Send some money from a brochure to your mommy and your baby. Send some money from a brochure to your mommy. For sick and no fire. Cash, see si my backup for second cash. MTN, Congo, you Neto, Tigo, you Cash Send the receiver. Yeah. It's not them one that you have, no. Zipé speed, yeah No be a fraud and yeah, for cash, no. Ha, my icon, kudi, the zipper. We say guya, the zipper. From Ghana to UK, everybody the pay Yeah, it's
0: kind of difficult cutting into the song. We don't typically play songs on the show, but this song (laughs) is nice. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, ZPay, one of our proud sponsors on the show, um, telling us about their mobile money wallet. A big thank you to the team, of course, for supporting City Trends. It's now time for us to get into your tech. This is a segment of the show where we hear from you about some of the issues you're having with the technology that you have, and we try to find solutions to them. And the very royal highness of herself Ellen is in the studio to tell us, um, to tell us about someone's problem and some, <laughs> and the solution that we have. Ellen, over to you.
5: So this week uh, Baba got in touch with me. I had a brief conversation with Baba and she says her laptop has given up on her. Oh, oh mm. na laptop missi. it's mm. over between us. Let's listen to I am die. <laughs> Let's hear what, what Baba's issue is. Guys, so I've got an HP laptop that only works when it's plugged in and recently, when I turn it on, there's a black screen with a blue pop-up box which says I should enter an administrator
3: password or power on password. Please, what do I do with that? Because I'm
5: confused. So, yeah, she says she has no idea what to do. I mean, she owns the laptop and then all of a sudden... It goes off like that. But fortunately, we have something that could help here. Let's listen to that as well.
1: Hi, Baba. What you see on your laptop screen, that is the blank screen, requesting for a password is what is referred to as the BIOS password. It is an extra layer that protects your system from intruders. Now, someone should have set that password. So, if you did not set it, then probably consult the previous owner of the laptop i hope this helps all the best baba
5: baba we hope this helps if it helps you
3: and anybody else whose laptop has also given up on yeah we don't do wow the
0: one. well then that's about it like that's why you should buy from an accredited store like, wow it's a very
4: like, it's difficult to... It, oh. My first laptop gave up on me in the middle of my project work. It's a
0: very difficult position to be in. You go
3: in. stress. Hey!
4: hey.
0: Administrator <laughs> password. Like, like you, don't, you don't... You haven't even seen the head,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> But anyway... You know, it's fine. Uh, it's not time for us to catch up with everything that has happened um, within the week concerning tech. But then, before we do that, if you have any tech issues like... Um, a friend of mine just messaged me about how um, they poured tea on their Mac oh. and soaked the tea over there. Anyway, oh. um, if you have such issues, um, please get in touch with Ellen. <laughs> Ellen?
5: Yes, get in touch with me on Twitter. The handle is at Dapa The DAPA is D-A-P-A-A-H. Right now, anytime let's talk just as jeffrey says slide into my dms
0: and <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. anyway let's get into trending and uh, mr entry is here mr Entry, um give us um, a sense of what we've probably missed over the course of the definitely,
2: week definitely uh, so i'll move straight into what's happening in the technology industry this week so last week tuesday there was an update on uh, was arguably one of the best uh, web browsers we have that's google chrome mm. so google chrome has been updated and it's, it's now most of the time people complain about it being very heavy mm. and not fast at some point hey, why is the internet explorer not <laughs> <laughs> fast at, at some point and google has worked on that and now google chrome is actually 10 faster and lighter than it used to be and there are a couple of new features we have they've added to the features they already have mm. so now you can easily organize your tabs so if you have a number of tabs and they are all in, like you have tabs related to work, tabs related to news, you can easily organize those tabs. That's in your in your PC on your PC, wow. and then on your mobile, on your Google Chrome on your mobile, you can easily share a link which will be designed into a QR code, which is easily shareable and easily easily uh, accessible. Mm. That's another another update there and the last one they have which i think is is very very uh innovative is the pdf editor so now when you download uh, in the browser in the browser so you can easily Mm. add information to a pdf in the browser so if you have to if you have to fill in a pdf form Mm -hmm. you can do all of that in the browser in the browser that's yes. why they buried <laughs> Internet Explorer. <laughs> they
0: knew this was coming That's in the browser. In the
4: browser. Now they just have to add VPN, See, my
0: thing is because in order to do that with Adobe, you would have to pay.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yo.
0: Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, any other stories yeah, so that we may have missed? To,
2: to what's happening around COVID and tech? So I think some three months ago, Apple and Google came together to work on a project for the first time ever. And that was the exposure notification to help people get to know, uh, get notified when you come into contact with someone who has the virus. And then today, Apple launched their part of the product. That's the exposure notification express with the iOS 13.7 update. So if, if you've done that update and in your country, uh, there's the collaboration within the with the health service and Google is working. Mm. Uh, you get that you you get a notification once you do the update, and you install the app. So it's not something. It's not an app you go to the app store to download. It comes automatically onto your phone. Mm. And Google on Android, there are plans to roll it out with Android 6.0, which will be coming later in the month. Wow. So that's it for Google. wow. Wow. exposure notification
0: wow I mean I, I I realized the exposure notification on my phone as well this week yeah. but then obviously it must be tied in with something helped. from the from the country that you're yeah. in where you be sent information yes. and things like that but you need a very solid in-country yeah. mobile <laughs> or whatever service yes. to make it functional Definitely. when you have an app, <laughs> that probably is not too functional. Mm-hmm. It makes it pointless, yeah. But we'll leave it at that. Yes. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll leave it at we'll that. Really behave.
0: We'll leave it at behave, that. Behave.
2: We'll this will be that. the ultimate tracker though. Yeah. <laughs> this is we'll the ultimate
0: Ultimately tracker. Passion. But yeah. Behave. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. the next phase from this is <laughs> when it will be baked into the operating system itself. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily needing another um, you know, app or whatever. Yeah the next phase for both Apple and Android is when this tracker is baked into the operating system itself it's part of the system it doesn't need an external one
4: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Philip, you're tempted. no i'm just saying I want to say, jack, it must
0: be you? functional in order for it to <laughs> yeah. work but anyway Phil, moving on before we go
4: no I, it's okay i want to say tracker. it's okay jack where
2: are you <laughs> we need to track jack anyway moving yeah. on so moving on to something else another news from google too so when when you get onto netflix there's a space for kids there's a section for kids i think on youtube too there's a section for kids yeah yes and Google has launched a new space for kids too. So, that's Google's Kit space. Cool. And that will be on Android tabs. So, it's going to be a space where they are going to aggregate content especially mm-hmm. just for kids. So, there will be videos, there will be books, there will be games, I suppose. So,
0: we is, is it going to have a different... I don't...
2: So, it's going to work with Android tabs for kids. Okay. And right now, they are rolling it out with Lenovo Smart Tab. Mm -hmm. m10 hd okay that's for the start so it
0: comes with the tablet yes right so it's like it's like how you sign into some account yes i see
2: and that's going to be a a space for kids Mm. so you go there there will be games there will be books there will be videos and
4: resources just i re-
0: i really want to see so it's almost as if it's acting as so like sort
4: of a bigger space where you'd have you know like instead YouTube of just kids. some one app mm.
0: it's all sort of like a, all of them aggregate into yes. the space so, so, so it's
4: google classroom right. specifically made for kids for
0: kids all of it is inside in it, that in I mean, that, that very, space a very safe space nice. yeah. Yeah. they
4: are running
2: out with the Lenovo tablet as i nice mentioned nice hmm. so to the last story of the week mm-hmm. uh, so Netflix is rolling out a service, uh, let's say a freebie, to get to get more subscribers. So Netflix is giving out uh, a couple of series or some of their products for free mm. to watch to customers. So you don't have to have an account. You just go on there and there are a couple of products that they have there you can easily have access to and watch. Mm. I just want to go through some of them. Please. yeah. So uh, quickly too. Uh, the strange stranger. Mm-hmm. Stranger things is up there. Yay. When CS is up there. Mm. Bed box is up there. Love yeah. is blind is up there. Ooh. Two poops is also there. Yeah. Interesting. You can easily just go there mm. and just watch. You don't just have watch. to have an account. That's you know, it. Those. they wrote that out today. I like that. And the site to watch is netflix.com slash watch. I feel
0: free. We <sighs> like free. <laughs> we like free.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we advocate for more free. Yes. Anyway, that will be all for today's show. It's it's been a marvelous show. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. A big thank you to our sponsors, First National Bank. How may we help you? And ZPay, freedom to choose, express, and transact. Dial star two seven zero hash right now and enjoy that freedom. My name is Father Pashon. Um, it's been a pleasure coming your way with um, Mr. Entry with ellen and of course with jeffrey and a big thank you to our studio um producer mr daniel squashy um but until next week stay (laughs) techy